welcome back to another episode of Let Me Tell You. Today we have a special guest. We have Tony Thompson, who was on the WSU football team from 2006 to 2009, and he was today's college game day, Old Crimson Flag Waver. Thanks for coming on, Tony. Thank you for having me, Walt. Wa- uh, sorry, excuse me. Thank you for having me, Walker. I appreciate it, man. Happens all the time. Okay, <laughs> so let's jump right into this. Yeah. On Saturday, the college football season kicked off. Sadly, no Cougars. And as the tradition goes on, every during every live college game day show, there's been a Cougar flag waving in the background. This Saturday was no exception. You proudly carried on that tradition. Take us through the day. What was it like? How'd you get set up? How'd you get set up? All of that. Take us through the day. Paint the picture. Oh, geez. Well, as you know, it started at 8 a.m. Pacific time, right? And I was actually up out of bed by about 4.50, ready to go. Yeah. Um, Nerves? And, yeah, absolutely. It, because it, usually usually uh, college game day starts at 6 a.m. So I just did not want to have something in the universe mess with my head. And it actually did start at 6 a.m. And I missed the boat, right? So um, I was up at about 4.50, ready to go. I actually kind of walked through a Zoom session with my dad to see different spots of the house that had good or bad connection that I could potentially, you know, wave the flag in. And it ended up, you know, long story short, I just ended up planting myself in this office that I have right here, just because it's it's dependable. I, I use this for online classes and I, I knew that I could, you know, depend on the, the Wi-Fi connection, all that stuff. But up until, so they, they actually, I, I was doing a couple things, making sure that the room was clean. I had my wife make sure that uh, everything looked presentable in the background. And I think about an hour before the actual kickoff of the show, that's when they let us, you know, log in to the, to the space. And I got to say, one of the coolest parts of the entire experience, this seems so little, but it just shows you what people, what people think about WSU. They so they put you into this line, you're waiting to get into that virtual pit, right? And it tells you where you are in this line. It says you're number 20, number 15, and then finally, obviously, after you're being number one, you meet face to face like this with somebody from ESPN. And I, I'm not even kidding, I was wearing my the stuff that I'm wearing right now, so I have the cougar colors on, and I had the flagpole kind of diagonally like this, so she could see the flag. And she goes, oh, I got the wazoo fan. She said, I, I was hoping I would get the wazoo fan. That's awesome. And and she said something to the effect of, you know, I'm so happy that you guys are keeping the streak alive. And th- that was just really cool. And that actually put me at ease because at that point you get put into this space, you, you get to see where they are in the telecast. And, you know, you can hear some of the producers saying something from at one point or another and letting you know, you know, 90 seconds till, till we're live, start cheering, you know, and that was, that was a little bit, a little bit nerve wracking, but that experience, that actual face-to-face interaction with that girl from ESPN, that actually just kind of was like, ah, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm in the space. I know I'm here on time. Let's go. <laughs> that is awesome to all that. It's like first day. Okay. I'm in the right class. This is bio 101. We're all good here. It's all yeah, good. yeah, exactly. That's exactly how I felt. Oh, that's awesome. So I saw a couple of the photos. It looked like you were in you were in a Zoom call with about 30 people. Were they all wearing like ease? It looked like it was a marching band. Did you hear anything about that? I did not. So that's the one thing they didn't, I didn't really interact with other fans. And so th- what I saw or what I saw was b- basically similar to what you saw watching ESPN. 
So we didn't really interact with with other other fans, unfortunately. But yeah, I saw that one. It was uh, there was definitely like a cheerleader that had one of those megaphones and it had e, yeah. the E on it. Yeah, I don't I don't know what school it was, but yeah, that was that. I wish that's one thing that I wish would have been able to do is like if we were able to kind of have like a little chat thing with the other fans, you know, maybe talk a little smack too. That would have been great. I mean, that's yeah. what you want. That's what yeah. the whole point of College Game Day was. You're all there. You can interact. Yep. But, yep. <laughs> you know, I'm happy they continued it. I mean, it does. I am bummed there's no Cougar football for sure. Mm-hmm. But at least there's that. I mean, there is college football and I just like college football. So it's nice that they're keeping this tradition going like the flag. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I got to say it was it was very evident that it is a priority for them to keep this this flag going and being a part of the show. You saw it in the animations, right? Yeah, really? I thought it was right by ESPN, right? Yep, and you just you see that it's it's front and center when when they advertise the show, and it was kind of that was really really awesome to see how much they they actually love having this a part of the show. No, that's definitely evident. So, how did you become involved with Tom Pound, who, for those people who don't know, founded this tradition? I so I've known Tom, gosh, so I worked in the Cougar Athletic Fund about 2010 to 2012 and that's actually when I first met Tom and they had they're already well into you know going to game day and I actually so there was I, I can't remember which game it was when I was working at WSU but we honored all the flag waivers that we had had at however many years it was of, of game day and they all came to Pullman and they actually lined the tunnel for the for the players to run out of the tunnel and I thought that that was awesome but that's when I first met Tom, but it was also when I first met uh, Cameron slash CJ McCoy. And he's, he's become a good friend of mine. And he is kind of like, Tom is obviously, we talk about Tom as the godfather. This is, this is the way I gather it. And I think Cameron is kind of the, the nuts and bolts of, of the way things are run with Old Crimson. And that, I, I think that that was just getting to know Cameron and him knowing how much I love what they do. That was, that was kind of my, I guess you could say in with old Crimson. Okay. So Cameron or CJ is like the guy in the van, you know, in all those movies, he's the guy in the van. <laughs> are you, are you referencing Spider-Man right now? I was <laughs> thinking of Ocean's Ape, but yeah, the Spider-Man, the Tom, yes. Okay. Yes. Where he says, I get, the, yeah, I get to be the guy in the chair. Yeah. Yeah. He's, I think he is, Cameron is, the guy is amazing. He, he's got obviously a full-time job and he does, and he is so involved with what goes on with uh, Old Crimson and he's just a diehard kook. So yeah, he's, he knows, he knows it all the ins and outs. Now, because you brought up Spider-Man, I got to ask you, who is the best Spider-Man? Is it Tom Holland? Who is it in your opinion? I know completely unrelated, but. No, I, and I'm all about this because I have, I have like just straight up ADHD and I, I, I cut questions pop up in my head too, man. So you have Andrew Franklin, Tom Holland and Toby Maguire, right? I thought it was Andrew Garfield. Is that- Garfield, Andrew Garfield. Okay. I knew it was, it was a presidential was last name. Um, <laughs> uh, I would say Tom Holland. He's, he's legit. And it, it's not even like, um, what is it? That recency bias is what it's called. It's because he's like the most recent one that I, I pick him. I think he is, he plays it really well. He's the perfect amount of like Peter Parker is a straight up nerd that happens to be a superhero. And he does that. He plays that innocent nerdy character really well. 
And I think it also helped that he grew up liking Spider-Man and watching all those other people. So he knew what he wanted to see in Spider-Man. So he portrayed yes. it in that. Yes, I totally agree. All right, now let's get, and I. Yeah. <laughs> Great minds think alike. All right, yep. Let's jump right back into the Cougars. Yeah. In 2018, game day was in Pullman. I was mm-hmm. sadly not a student at WSU at the time. I did get up at 6 a.m. to watch it. Because I, I just was going, I'm going to be going there next year. Better get up. So I watched it. I watched it there live. I got chills. Did you go there? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. What was it like? Oh, man. That was, okay, outside of me getting married, that was the best weekend of my life. <laughs> that was, I, I, I can't even, and you know what? And I have so many, I have a few different friends who to this day, I, I give them a hard time for not making it out to Pullman, you know, that live on the west side of the state. And I don't know, it was, it was from start to finish that that weekend was so awesome. And it started actually with the Friday night. We actually kind of had a, a tailgate going on that Friday night. And my cousin is actually the offensive coordinator at Stanford. Oh. And so Stanford, Stanford Steve, you know, who's the reporter for ESPN, he um he was in Pullman and my cousin hit me up with a text. He was like, Hey, you might be hearing from Stanford Steve. I told him that you know Pullman and you know he might need some, you know, restaurant recommendations or something like that, right? Yeah. yeah. And I, I remember thinking like, and he he asked me, he said, Do you know who Stanford Steve is? Of course I know who Stanford Steve is, man. And then all of a sudden, uh, we we were actually in the tailgate the the night before on Friday. And I see that, you know, they had the, it kind of taped off that it was sectioned out where all the ESPN stuff was. And I see Stanford Steve and I just look over at him. I'm like, Hey, Stanford Steve. And I point out myself. I'm like, Tavita's cousin. Right. And, and he goes, Oh, hold on one sec. So he ends up, he ends up, you know, doing some other things that he had to do for work. And then he comes over, he talks to me, gave him some restaurant recommendations, gave him some, just like some insider tips about Pullman. Right. And then he goes, he said, I'm going to be, rec- I'm going to be recording uh, or reporting live for SVP tonight. And I said, do you want a crowd behind you? And I could send you the picture. I could send you the I picture. Oh man, it was, it was so fun. Friday night was awesome because I had a group of friends. We had all, we'd all been tailgating, <laughs> tailgating on Friday. And, and then we just went straight to the recording of, of Stanford Steve. And it was awesome. And then obviously Saturday was, gosh, that was unforgettable. Just the, I remember, the, you know, walking down the hill on campus, we drove up from, from my, my house. That's, you know, about, you know, five minutes off campus or whatever. Yeah. And my brother and I, we were thinking, we we're walking down the hill and we're thinking, oh gosh, is, is there going to be, is there going to be a good crowd? Right. And I remember all of How a sudden. How could you doubt us? I, you just never know. Okay. Right. And, and it was right over by, right over by Bowler gym. We're walking by and all of a sudden we could hear there's like some hype person for college game day. It's like, are you guys ready? And then all of a sudden you just hear this. And my brother and I, to this day, you can see my goosebumps, man. To this day, the, the roar of the crowd, we were just, we looked at each other and we were like, we showed up, we showed up. And oh my gosh, that that whole thing! You know, just seeing the show, Lee Corso uh, putting on Butch's head, and then that was awesome. And then obviously just stomping the Ducks. Even though we could have we could have beat them by a lot more that game, that was just it was 
how can you say that that is not one of the best weekends of your life as a Coug? You know, it was amazing. Oh, it sounded amazing. I wish I was there. I watched that. Did not move from the entire during halftime. Didn't move. I was like, I'm not. We're winning. It's halftime. Not moving. If I get up, we could lose. I just did not want to move. And you know what? You know what was actually a dark horse of that whole weekend was the what? halftime show that nobody got to see. Like nobody, especially on te- uh, television, you weren't able to see it. The halftime show. I don't know if you've ever heard of the. It's it's a bunch of um, brass instruments. It's a uh, Lucky Chops. Have you ever heard of Lucky Chops? I've heard of it. Yeah. So it's it's a you know it's a band that's a bunch of like it's a tuba and a and a bunch of trumpets and all that stuff. They came to Pullman, and they along with the so the Cougar marching band and the organ marching band they got on the field all together and they played all these songs with Lucky Chops again getting goosebumps. Awesome. That was that was an incredible halftime show, and I don't think a lot enough people talk about it. And that was it was it was just like okay yeah of course we would have the best halftime show this weekend. I mean, like Gardner Mitchell said, Cougs never lose a party. Exactly. Yes. Yes. You, you learn. You learn quick, Walker. <laughs> awesome. This is fantastic. <laughs> what is? Do you know the origin of the name? Like Old Crips. I mean, there's Old Faithful. Do you know if that's a play on that? I, I honestly, I mean, I could act like I know and go onto Wikipedia right now. I have no, I don't know. I don't know how that, that kind of started up because I remember when we first started, you know, seeing the flag waving in the background, everybody just referred to it as, oh, there's the cougar flag, right? I don't know when it actually shifted from being called the cougar flag to like actually having a name old crimson, but I think it just works. It, that's it's funny you bring that question up because it's just such a perfect name for for this. Flag, oh, it fits. You know? Yeah. All right, those are all my Cougar game day questions. I have a couple football questions for you. Okay. So, obviously, your father's a huge figure, Jack Thompson, the Cougar mm-hmm. lineage history. Did you ever feel, and obviously, you being a local kid from the Seattle area, did you ever feel any pressure to go to WSU, or do you always want to go to WSU? Yes and no. Okay. Okay. I, I always wanted to go to WSU. There was no doubt in my mind, but it was, I, I was not a very highly recruited. I, I was not highly recruited at all out of high school. And I remember thinking, okay, do, is it basically a foregone conclusion that I'm going to WSU? And this is where I really appreciated my dad. I think he really just cared about first and foremost, if I could go to school for free somewhere, yeah, son, you're, you're going to that school. Right. And so when I didn't, I didn't have any scholarship offers out of high school. And I think it it was more my decision than anything. It was, okay, so if I'm going to walk on somewhere, because I knew I wanted to play football, why not try the highest level at that time it was the PAC 10, right. And, and see what happens. And so it's, you kill two birds with one stone. You're, you're walking on at a division one football program, and two, it just so happens that it's your childhood dream school, right? And that was that was all I really needed to. It was just like, yeah. And my dad was he was on board with it. He said, let's let's see what can happen. And I lucked out, man. I ended up getting a scholarship after my redshirt season. Best decision I ever made. I think going to WSU is my best decision ever too. So I think, okay. I was just wondering because sometimes you hear about. I should actually. I should not say that was the best decision I ever made. The best decision I ever made was marrying my wife. Okay. Good but, right but yes. However, 
I would probably have never met my wife had I not gone to WSU because so I wouldn't have had, yes. The exactly. decision, it was the best decision because then it yeah, led to your wife. Yes, See, yes. Exactly. <laughs> so you got to connect the dots. That's what yes, you're saying. Absolutely. Yeah, okay. In 2006, you were, you asked the coach, I don't remember who he was at the time. I think it was Bob. Doba, Bill Doba. Doba. Bill yep. Doba, what position you used to play. You were a long snapper, correct? <laughs> Geez, you did your research. It's my podcast. I got yeah. you. So you're a long snapper, and then you transition to a tight end. Yeah. That's the one of the weirdest transitions I've heard. What was that like? So, okay. It was actually, it was reverse. So oh. I, I came in, and, and don't worry, it's, I'll, I'll tell you. So I came in as a tight end, and I actually saw an opportunity because, so my red, or I was going through my red shirt year, right? And... I saw that there were, at the time, I think there were two or three snappers on the punt team that were all seniors. And I was thinking, exactly. And I remember thinking, okay, this could be an opportunity. So it was actually after, after that season, I I talked to coach Doba and I just said, Hey, I, I hope you know that I'm not just here to be another walk on and just say that I'm on the team and use that as like, a way to feel cool around campus get into parties yeah exactly and he said and i was like i i really want a scholarship what do i have to do i think that's one of the the best questions i think i've ever asked anybody in in life is just what do i have to do to blank right and i said what do i have to do in order to get a scholarship and he he basically said if you're the starting long snapper for next year's team i'll give you a scholarship after the season Fast forward, I worked my butt off learning how to snap. But here's the thing that a lot of people are like, well, you're tied in and you snap. Well, like, is there some ties? Well, for me, it was actually kind of more of a natural tie than people think because growing up with my dad, I learned how to throw the football pretty well. And it's the same motion, except you're obviously bent over and you're snapping it through your legs, right? And, and And that was actually how it was sold to me. They said, you know, take the same kind of mechanics and just put it on the ground. And granted, am I going to say that I was a good long snapper? No, I was not. And, but like I said, I ended up being the starting long snapper that following season. So at the end of that following season, I asked him, I said, you remember what you told me? If I was the starting long snapper, I would get a scholarship. And then uh, a couple weeks later, he hits me up. And I don't know if I can really repeat on this podcast what he said, but he said, let's just say this. He said, USOB Thompson, I got you that scholarship, and the rest is history. That's awesome. That is so cool. I owe I owe a lot to that man. Is the Apple Cup for a player? Is it does it live up to the hype? And are you more excited as a player or as a fan to watch it and participate? I was more hyped up for for Apple Cups than I think most people, because I've grown up loving the Cougs and despising the Huskies, right? Um, yeah, exactly. And, but I think, I think, um, for a lot of out of state student athletes or for a lot of out of state football players, right. The apple cup is maybe it's, it, it wasn't, it's not as big of a deal, but it's, you have to live through one. You have to actually play in one to actually understand it. And I know I I get, you know, there's, you, you know, about the whole with leech and his, his record with the apple cup and, I get his whole process of saying that it's another game because you don't want, you don't want the, you know, the mentality of the players to get all wigged out for a certain game, right? You want to always have them 
an even keel. But at some point, I, I also do think that it's like, yeah, it is another game, but also it kind of isn't, right? And I, I think just I, I think it is a is a bigger deal, even if both teams are are doing terribly in a season. There's something about that that win that kind of validates you and you feel you feel really good about yourself as a player and you just feel good about man this is this is great that we were actually be able to bring this this trophy home to answer your question about the I think you you alluded to this about my record so my redshirt year we won redshirt freshman year so I think I was I think I was yeah I was 2 and 2 so I was actually 3 and 2 if you count my my um my redshirt year, I was actually three and two because winning record. Yeah, there you go. I, I'm almost positive. I hope I, I hope I'm not screwing that up, but I'm pretty pretty sure it was three and two from. So it would have been oh five to oh nine were were the five Apple Cups that I was a part of the actual team. Okay. But but yeah, man, it's I think it's it's a bigger deal than than uh, than some people may want to say that it's like oh it's just another game. Well, not really, especially if you grow up the way I did. Yeah, no, well, I can imagine, but I was, I interviewed Jihad Woods, who's from San Diego, and he thought the Apple Cup was very intense, but he didn't really get it coming into Pullman, but then mm -hmm. you talk to, uh, let's say I talked to Ray, uh, Ray uh, Wells, who's also a really good sprinter, could be an Olympian for us, by the way. Yeah. Uh, he said, oh, it was, I know it's not the same thing because I'm not playing football, but when you race the Huskies, I just want to beat them. So yeah, it's, I, think it, I think the nuance you added, that in-state versus coming out of state, makes a big difference because I had no idea. I didn't know Washington State was a school, sadly, until yeah. my junior year. Yeah. But I think the nuance is key for this. For sure. And I and again, and so Jihad is from California, right? Yeah. You said? And then yes. Ray's from uh Rainier Beach. He went to Rainier yes. Beach High School. So I think that there is something about, you know, being from the area and kind of growing up around it. Even if you don't have significant ties to either school, you just get it a little bit more. Yeah, exactly. All right, so I have a, you ready for the speed round? Heck yes. All right, Cougar Gold or Ferdinand's Ice Cream? Cougar Gold or Ferdinand's Ice Cream? Man. It's a tough question. Yeah, it is. I would say I've had more Cougar Gold, so let's go with Cougar Gold because I think that there's something about that. It's such a unique, unique cheese, and it's delicious. Not, not to say Ferdinand's Ice Cream isn't delicious, but yeah, the, the cheese and cracker, dude, that's like a meal. So what do you what do you get? What flavor? Gosh, what was it? I was I knew you were gonna ask me this. Something like a it's sweet basil or there was a that basil is, one. It's just basil. It's oh, jeez, that one is so good. But also, I, you can't you can't mess with with the original. The just the straight up Cougar Gold cheese is so so good. Yeah, ir ironically, uh, the Saturday before we all were sent home from school this semester, my friends and I were planning on going to Ferdinand's to get ice cream. So. <sighs> Like, oh, wait, we'll be back. Not back yet. Cool. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. I think that was going to happen. All right. The best hit, the hidden gem on campus for studying or just Ooh, hanging out with friends. Either one. A really, really, really good one. Gosh. I, I, that's a, dude, you're putting me on the spot here. Okay. There's, the, there's the, this sounds really bad because I don't know which library it is. It's the one that's not as updated. So it's, it's, it's the one that actually has the walking uh, reading guy on, this, on the side, like on the actual oh, side of the building. Terrell and Holland. 
Yeah, so so you got you got Holland and Terrell, but I can't remember which one's which. If Terrell's oh. the really new one with the with the uh, glass thing on top, and right. you know oh. the really updated or what? Any anyhow, I don't distinguish them. So I'm a design nerd. Like I really appreciate nice, like cool places or places with like some character, right? Yeah. And there's a spot, and I, I don't know. It's right on the main level in that library. It's the older library of the two, and it's kind of you can actually look and there's this old little mail slot. You know how they did the, back in the day with the mail slot tubes where yeah. uh, oh, okay. it's like sucks through, right? There's, there's this little area where you can sit over by one of the old mail slot tubes. And it's like, you just sit there and you think, Oh man, I feel like there've been some people way back in the day sitting here and enjoying, enjoying studying. Huh. So I also like the uh, in the library. I don't, obviously, I don't know which one, but when it overlooks the football practice field, yeah, that's fun. So you can watch practice. But let's be real. You said a, a good study spot. You're right. not studying if you're watching practice. No, I just saw Blake Mazza when I was sitting there drill like 75, 70 foot kicks. I'm like, cool. oh right, yeah, I got a calm test. <laughs> there we go. Exactly. Oh. Best restaurant in Pullman. You're about to put me, you know what? Okay. You're going to put me on the spot right now because I know a lot of the restaurant owners in the area. So it's not personal. It's not Just personal. You, we can go Moscow then if you want to not offend I, anyone. Uh, no, that's, that's a cop out in my, in my okay. eyes. I like it. So, um, so I will say like one of my all time favorite restaurants, period, no matter what Pullman or wherever I've been is Black Cypress. Black Cypress is, phenomenal and yeah i love i love that spot but that's also that's also the spot that probably don't want to go there on a weekly basis that is like a really you know special events right mm -hmm. and just delicious food but there are a number of different spots that I, I love to go around pullman and and i think that i think people sleep on pullman as far as our restaurants are concerned because we have some good spots oh i think we might not have the most restaurants but ours are always high quality Yes, they're always the I best. Agree. I agree. I agree. I have not been to Black Cypress because, well, I was always told that's where you go with your parents because it's on the pricier end. Yes. So they never. I, <laughs> we they we did not get to go out to that last time I were there. So I have to. That's that's all my to do bucket list when I get back to Pullman. Absolutely, man. I highly recommend it. And here's the here's the weird thing. Okay. A lot of people kind of scoff when I tell them this. Get the chicken. Okay. It's. You know, chicken may, if you look at chicken on a menu and you're just like, oh, is it, it's just chicken, right? No, right. their chicken is absolutely delicious. And I don't know what it is about what they do to it, but they got some magic going on in, in, that, uh, in that dish. Sounds delicious. Yeah. Describe the Palouse in one word. Home. Home? I figured that was going to be the answer, but that's the only way you can really describe it. Yeah, it's... It's weird, man. I, I grew up a, a city, city boy, you know, and this place is, is, I don't know about it. It's, it's, it's weird. You drive, you drive highway 26 and you, you go through the hills and a lot of people, a lot of people that don't know this place are like, Oh, it's a whole lot of nothing, but that's not true. Oh man. There's something about, you know, driving over that hill right as you pull into Pullman. It's just, it's, you take a deep breath and you're like, I'm home. Goosebumps? I just got goosebumps. <laughs> oh. And it's, it's been that way. 
And Walker, I'm, I'm telling you, it, it almost makes me sad that you don't know this experience as a little kid. Like I've, yeah. I've, I've been coming out to football games to Pullman since I was, I vividly remember being here like as a five-year-old and it was even back then, let alone now, back then we would go over the hill and you pull into town and it, it was just like, you just put a smile on your face. Right. And I get that same feeling, even though this is where I live, you know, a lot of people say grass is always greener on the other, other side. It doesn't get old. It does not get old pulling into town and being like, yep, I'm back. That's awesome. Yeah. Those are all my questions, man. Thanks for coming on. Absolutely. I love Walker, but he looked like he was 18 or 19. He looked like a young guy. Ben, you should have done this guy right. What, I get him a stripper? What do you want no, me to do you here? Buy I, mean, him a I, make, I get him a prostitute? What do you 